day and welcome to Holding Fast. How is your anchor holding today as it gripped firmly and unshakably to the solid rock of the Word of God? I mean in those times when you feel like the whole ocean is swelling and the winds are blowing and the storm is getting stronger. Uh, How is your anchor holding then? You know, it's really in those times, is it not, that we find the strength of of our confidence in that rock that we anchor our life to. And that's no less different than the hymn history that I'm going to do today. I want to just focus on a hymn that uh, sometimes God just puts a song in your heart and you really begin to, to uh, y- y- you find yourself humming it, you find yourself uh, just going over the lyrics. And this is one of those songs that's done that for me recently. It's actually a hymn I haven't sung in a while because it's not in our particular church hymn book, but yet it is a hymn that I sang when I was just a young fellow and uh, probably will be singing here in the near future since it's on my heart. The text of the, or the lyrics of the song actually are drawn from the Gospel of Mark in the Bible. And it goes dropped down to tell the story uh, about the the Jesus and his quieting a storm. The Bible says uh, that in verse 35 of Mark 4, And the same day when the even was come, he saith unto them, unto his disciples, Let us pass over unto the other side. And when they had sent away the multitude, they took him even as he was in the ship. And there were also with him other little ships. I don't know what happened to those ships, but anyway, they they went along at least for a, a decent amount of time, apparently. And verse 37 says, And there arose a great storm of wind, and the waves beat into the ship so that it was now full. And he was in the hinder part of the ship, asleep on a pillow. And they awake him and say unto him, Master, carest thou not that we perish? And he arose and rebuked the wind and said unto the sea, Peace, be still. And the wind ceased, and there was a great calm. Uh, That incident has always had a remarkable impression on me. Uh, And I know that as I've shared that with other people that are going through tumultuous times in their own life, that sometimes they have to go through those storms in order to, to discover something that's true about our Savior. The author of the lyrics of Master, the Tempest is Raging, which is what the title of the hymn came to be, uh, didn't always feel that way. Her name was Mary Ann Baker. Uh, Mary Ann Baker became very rebellious at one point. She knew the Lord. She'd been taught what was right. But in her pain, sometimes we vomit things up in our pain that in further reflection, we think better of. But in her pain, she exclaimed this one day, God does not care for me or mine. Um this particular, and this is, she goes on to say this, this particular manifestation of what they call divine providence is unworthy of a God of love, unquote. Well, that was Mary Ann's estimation of what was going on in her own life. Uh, the author Ernest Amurian in his Living Stories relates this. It's actually drawn from Ira Sankey's book. Uh, Ira Sankey, of course, a well-known a musician and song leader uh, during this time. 
uh, Mary Ann Baker had received some news, like many other people do, that from down south, that her her brother had passed away after suffering for a long, many months actually, from a long and lingering disease. Uh, she loved him. She described him in many tender ways as a young man of rare loveliness and promise of character. She had deep admiration for her brother. Um, and in reality, as uh, as uh, you discover, he became a victim of the same disease. It had already took the life of his, his father and his mother. Uh, this young man who was Mary Ann Baker's brother had left Chicago and traveled a thousand miles from home uh, to try to find some kind of climate. You know how some people will move to Florida or move to a climate that's not quite as uh, impactful on their health uh, that would help them to heal better perhaps than a cold damp winter where they might have lived. And so Mary Ann Baker's brother tried to do that but instead of getting better his condition continued to grow worse and in adding to his misery was the fact that Marianne Baker was prevented from going to his side because she was actually bedridden herself and she was suffering back home in Chicago and she couldn't look after him because of her own condition and it finally turned out for, for two long weeks, telegraph wires carried message, messages back and forth between brother and sister until the last one came saying, your brother has died. Marianne wrote this, quote, I've always tried to believe on Christ and give the master a consecrated life, but this is more than I can bear. What have I done to deserve this? What have I left undone that God should wreak his vengeance upon me in this way? Unquote. So Marianne Baker uh, struggled as many people do when you experience such a deep loss in life of someone that you loved very dearly. She was left with her thoughts, and as the weeks passed, though, she began to think more deeply about God Himself. She wanted to know God Himself, more of Him through Jesus. Uh, it began as she meditated on the Gospels, and that's why I can't recommend to you enough to get a confident assurance and awareness of the character of Jesus Christ. That's why I encourage you on this podcast not to neglect your Bible reading, and in particular, a repetitious reading of the Gospels that tell you what Christ is really like. Because as Jesus said, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. And so she began to grow in her knowledge of Jesus and therefore of the Father's heart. And the tempest that was in her own soul began to be stilled. Uh, and she later came to realize, you know what, I still have an unsanctified heart. But she became, she, she really grew, grew to, to realize that God is always a loving Father, whether we're well or sick or rich or poor, whether we succeed, whether we fail, whether we live or die. The answer to all of this is a deeper, richer faith and more sincere trust that our Father knows what's best. Well, the year was 1874, and the Reverend H.R. Palmer, pastor, asked her to write several songs that illustrated Sunday school lessons for that particular year. And the theme for one of those Sundays was Christ Stilling the Tempest. 
And it was taken from the passage I already read from Mark chapter 4. And he arose and rebuked the wind and said, Peace be still. She really struggled with it because it had been attempted before many, oh, great, uh, uh, great day. It must have been 1,400 years before a man named Anatolius tried to highlight that. But out of her own experience and tragedy, uh, she had learned, listen to this. This is your thought for the day, folks. Marianne Baker had learned that oftentimes Christ stills the troubled heart rather than, or at least as much as, the troubled sea, the circumstances. And that possibly the miracle of Jesus had, uh, the miracle was that Jesus changed the frightened disciples as much as those elements of nature. That had been the case with Mary Ann Baker. With that in mind, she began to write those lyrics. Master, the tempest is raging. The billows are tossing high. The sky is o'ershadowed with blackness. No shelter or help is nigh. Carest thou not that we perish? How canst thou lie asleep? When each moment so madly is threatening a grave in the angry deep. Well, when she finished, she had three stanzas and a chorus. You need to look that chorus up for yourself and love it and sing it and be thankful for the living God who is able to calm those seas, but yes, even more so, calm our frightened hearts in difficulty. The hymn was published, but it really didn't achieve its greatest popularity until James Garfield, the President of the United States, um, uh, he'd only been in for four months, uh, left the White House and went to a reunion of his college and was assassinated at that time. And Master the Tempest was raging, was sung all over the country at funerals uh, and memorial services for our dear president. The author grew in grace, Mary Ann Baker, and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ until she could really come to truthfully say, uh, in contrast to the bitterness that used to be in her heart, God's way is best. It is today. Do you know it? Why don't you thank Him for His love and care? God bless you. Walk with Christ and let Him still the storms of your heart.